This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You're listening to What's Buried Should Stay from Wizard with a Gun, released October 19th, 2023, composed by Ryan Ike. What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast, and and welcome to 2024. You may have heard other episodes by now, but officially, welcome to 2024. (laughs) I, of course, am your host, Brian. Join me on the show today, Bedroth. It's me, 2024, Bedroth, but, you know, same bedtime, same bed channel, so... Yeah, made it to another <laughs> year. We're still here, still alive, struggling a bit, right? We'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But before we do, real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcast or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop a rating and a review. It really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing. And if you feel inclined, toss a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they believe people are corners as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zanku. So yeah, this is the first episode we've recorded in almost a month, right? I think you and I were talking before we clicked record. The last time we sat down was the week before I went out to Vegas. So that would have been, we probably sat down on like Monday or Tuesday, the 27th or 20th. It was Monday because it was with Alex and we did that on the Monday night. So it was the 27th. Yep. Um, so yes, the episode indeed. that I'm still editing as of time of recording is the one that we last recorded. So it's been about three weeks and a day since you and I sat down to record a show. And in that time, I've managed to get, I think, two episodes up, one before I left and then um, one after I came back. But as soon as I came back, right, I'm back to a very busy time at work. 
where when I get off, I'm either super tired and will take a nap, and sometimes those naps last hours, or I just don't have the energy to focus on editing. So I'm very behind again, and that's just going to keep happening. I probably don't even need to keep saying anymore. We probably should just say this episode's or these episodes post whenever, right? I'll change the show notes. Instead of this week on BG Mania, it's just going to be today on BG Mania. Because I have no fucking clue when these episodes are going to go up anymore at this point. But they're going to keep yeah. going up. The show keeps going. It's not going away. I just, some weeks have three episodes, some weeks have zero. <laughs> and th- there is something that I've been I've been toying around with that I, I, I'm getting more and more confident that I want to do because I have a little more time now. And uh, I was going to talk to you about it before we started recording, but uh, hey, here's a live pitch. On there. Yeah. Um, uh, you you've uh, mentioned before a couple be. of times that if I right, yeah, it's just it's just coming out of my crazy head. Um, you mentioned before a couple of times that if uh, if I decided to do like like any bonus stuff, um, you know, about BGM, that it you know it would just go up on this thread as like a bonus episode or something like that. Yeah. And I've gone back and forth with it, but uh, in the process of researching for this episode that we're recording now. But you I, did a stupid amount of research for <laughs> I, I discovered quite a few soundtracks that were so good that I wish we could do an episode on them. And so my idea is something like just, just a solo episode I would record, I would edit. So, you know, it's something you wouldn't have to worry about finding time to do anything but upload. Um, but just me basically doing a mini showcase of a soundtrack that I think is worth exploring yes. and talking so about your own bit. radio hour basically <laughs> kind of my own radio hour but instead of instead of the random you know the random tracks it's yeah, each it's one focused. is a single it's focused. so it's kind of yeah. also kind of like a maybe like a like throwback a spotlight. soundtrack yeah. spotlight yeah or or yeah throwback i like that well we could we could think of a a clever like yeah i thought about um, that a little bit name. retro wouldn't really work because um you know because it might not be retro chip tune yeah it might, might not, not be, be retro, retro. <laughs> and yeah. so but yeah basically and instead of the full like 14 that we usually do i would probably just do 10 tracks and do sort of the different format of you know either talking about them in between or do them in like pairs instead of threes and bedroth uh, bite size uh, uh, uh i was thinking like i mean we already have the like bonus episodes like bedroth bonus bedroth bite size bonus i don't know something like that but yeah we can we can it workshop it but, but sure but yeah go for so, it so I've got, and a couple of those soundtracks are actually, we're going to hear from them tonight. Uh, I've mentioned before a couple of times uh, soundtracks to games like Fantasian that I've discovered over the years that are just yeah. just stacked back to front. But yeah, um, yeah I've I mentioned it, it a couple of times, and, and you've already kind of talked about, uh, oh, thank you, thank you, yeah. So um, you've already talked about my uh, stupid amount of research I put in, but what are we uh, what are we talking about for the people who didn't read the you know podcast title? Usually this episode posts at the end of the year, but because we got behind, it was kicked to the beginning of this year. As we look back at the previous year, now that we're officially in 2024 and, you know, just glancing just a couple days back, right? Hopefully we're not too far into 2024 when this posts, but shit, we probably are. Um, Best video game soundtracks, best music of 2023. Yes. And before I get into... uh kind of how I approached this topic. Uh, you mentioned that we have some comments. Oh, yeah. Forgot we do that. 
Um, <laughs> so one of the episodes that did upload in the process of the last few weeks was the great BG Mania Baking Show. Yep. And loyal commenter Clark popped in via Spotify, said, great episode as always. Oh, man, he's still going. I'm starting a podcast about Toby Fox remixing Michael Jackson songs, and I'm calling it Hee Hee Megalovania. <laughs> Sorry, it's really stupid. I'm tired and not feeling 100%. <laughs> All right, I'll give it to you. Yeah, that's... That's I stretching mean, it, Clark. Hey, we're now now we're now we're getting out there. We have to stretch at this point. I was trying to think of some new ones, and it's it's uh, you know. I think Kyle and Sev technically still have a list, but we don't really podcast much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to workshop that with them. I guess that's the second time I've used that. That's not going to become a new thing. Um, we also have a comment on a yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna workshop that. Um, we need to workshop our. What do we got? We need to wor- workshop our bingo card for 2024. Um, we have a comment from Zanku, big friend of the show, uh, in Discord. He said, "Great episode, guys. This is also about the Beachmania Bake Off. Uh, I liked the I Am Bread track. Thought it was fun." And then he says, Bedroth, uh, I thought I was the only person to ever try peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches. I discovered it back when I was a teenager." Went through a small phase where I would get super stoned and then eat weird food combinations while I had the munchies. <laughs> <laughs> and that started a whole <laughs> a whole thing about weird foods and weird mixes and stuff. Uh, fun yeah, which Kyle and I kind of talked about a little bit while I was in yeah. Vegas because they have an ice cream shop that does like some pretty interesting things near his house. Yep, yep. And uh, if you would like to take part in some of those fun conversations, you can join us on Discord like uh, one of our kind of new but very oh, thorough listeners did. You're just the and new he, host he starting in 2024. In. Just keep going. <laughs> just go. That's all right, man. Uh, Retro Clarence on Discord. Shout out. Uh, he jumped in and said, hey, guys, I just arrived in the server. I've been listening to BG Mania for the past year or so. I started from the beginning, of course. I mean, you say, of course. That's a lot of episodes, man. (laughs) Then I've just arrived in June of Depending on when you started, Clarence, you technically missed three episodes because they deleted them. But I don't know when you started. Hopefully you heard those. Yeah. um, (laughs) Well, he says he just caught up to June 2022. Okay, so uh, he probably heard them. He's probably passed them, yeah. If he didn't, uh, he he didn't miss much. It's been interesting to follow the changes over the years, but the show has gone from strength to strength. I've also found other VGM pods, thanks to thanks to Bedra's very generous shout-out policy. Keep up the fantastic work, and a huge thank you to the countless hours you have dedicated so far. So Appreciate it. Like Clarence, I said, yeah, Discord. thanks a lot, and thanks for yeah. joining us. Absolutely. Super cool. Yeah. If he's only in June 2022, it may be a little while before he hears this. Yeah, but... it might be a little <laughs> bit, but, you know, he'll eventually get here. <laughs> and it'll be but a that fun means little he's, reminder. He's in the Bedroth era, at least, of that, at this point, so. Yep. Yep, he is caught. It's hard to believe I've been doing this with you for that long already. But yeah. on the other hand, sometimes it feels like we've been, you know, doing it forever. So yeah, that's true. I feel so. like I have been. Uh, <laughs> special shout outs to uh, also since you were in Discord, I scrolled back up and remembered to see this. Um, Melissa, she posted her Spotify Wrapped since we've last recorded. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, ten thousand five hundred forty-seven minutes listened to of BG Mania. I believe that's more minutes than the episodes that we had. So that's definitely potentially be listening to several uh yeah. top I can't, I can't read french but luckily i know what this says top 0.05 percent fan base which is super sick yeah she's she's one of the one of the top tens for sure i'm i'm positive but yeah somewhere Zanku in here Zanku his. posted is it's in oh yeah it's yeah, in the vgm was, music it's in the non-vgm channel instead okay um okay. but his 5430 minutes 
palpable number compared to Melissa, right? Less than fucking half. Come on, Zanku. But <laughs> 5,430 minutes gets him into a top 0.1% of the fan base. So, right? Not 0.5% like Melissa. You need 5,000 more minutes listened to, Zanku, but appreciate the support. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's a that's a lot of hours for sure. So thank you guys, um, and happy New Year, everyone. Um, happy New Year, happy twenty twenty four. Kind kind hopefully of this bringing in the new better. year. Even though, this year uh, terrifies me, but hopefully this year is better than last year. Uh, hopefully, man, that's not a trend that's been happening the last few years, nah. as you are well aware. But but we'll nah. see. You know, we will we will see. Um, we'll see. But here we are. Yeah, so here we are back uh, at the looking ba- back. What we consider. Looking back at, I don't get to do that anymore because I don't have the wrestling podcast, <laughs> but looking back at the best soundtracks are what we consider to be the best soundtracks in video game music from last year. Now, you submitted your list first, and I know you're going to talk about that because you had the opening song. Yep. After you submitted your list, I filled the gaps because there was something completely obviously missing from your list after you <laughs> submitted your seven. Yes, yes. So opening track was yours. I'll let you talk about that. Yeah. So there are so many ways that I think you can approach an episode like this, because when you say it's, you know, the best of anything and you're talking about any kind of art, it, it's totally subjective. Sure. And so like what I think is the best may not be necessarily what you think is the best, even though our tastes do often line up, you know, we also have some distinct differences. So I thought, well, and, you know, there are also there are going to be articles and stuff like that out about, you know, the best, which is probably going to be the most celebrated or highest selling or highest uh, um, crit- critiqued scores of 2023. And so, first of all, I, I uh, came up with a couple of parameters. Um, I, I pulled a list from a website that just lists all of the releases for the year of uh, games that I remembered hearing something about and sometimes games that just sounded interesting. And I... Um, looked through a couple of them, fact-checked them. Anything that actually came out before 2023, like on another system or in beta or something like that, anything that, that where the public had access to it before 2023, I did not include. And I had to dump some really, really awesome soundtracks on the way when I, when I discovered that they were actually from before this year. <laughs> um, one of them I want to give a shout-out to is um, Omega Strikers, the, like, competitive air hockey game that came out. Um launched on most stuff at the beginning of this year it was in a in a beta for a long time and so i dumped that one but that one is another soundtrack i'm probably going to explore see i still think that technically counts i mean my soundtrack of right. the year yeah which we opened my first block with here momentarily was an early access for three years sure sure yeah and you know that like i said we're approaching only these in different ways a third of the game was available so yeah and i mean and that's that's why i um th- that's just one of the things i did like i do sometimes just to pare down the list i had to go through so uh but omega strikers i actually happened to listen to before i know i realized it was you know one of those and so uh yeah i got to got to hear it but there was Man, there was some great stuff. So, and then, uh, so I whittled it all down. And as that was going, I did look at some of those articles that were talking about the best music of 2023. I asked about it in my Discord, my, my now defunct Discord, but my, I asked about it and, um, you know, got some feedback from a few people. And there were some really, really awesome games that I had to leave off because I only bring seven. And I'll probably get some shout outs later on as I remember uh, some of the titles, but. What we have left here are what I consider to be, they were the ones that surprised me the most. Not because I expected them to be bad, but maybe because I didn't hear about it, or 
I, um, you know, had maybe heard the name but hadn't actually explored it, maybe because I didn't expect it to impress me as much as it did. But that's kind of the criteria. So the most, the biggest surprises for me this year are what I brought. And also, um, there were more than seven of, you know, those that could belong on that list. But more than that, all these soundtracks are completely stacked. Um, Like front to back, fantastic soundtracks. Um, Another one that I actually almost brought was a game called Lies of P. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. basically like a Pinocchio Dark Souls. Um, Yeah, very similar. (laughs) But it has has fantastic music, and some of the best stuff is actually, I think, in the castle. There's a place where you can, like, listen to, to music and... It's uh, but some of the music is actually from older games that the studio developed, and one of those is a vocal track that I'm going to be bringing to Radio Hour at some point. Um, but it is just, uh, um, I, I cut that one from the list just because the whole soundtrack altogether wasn't really anything super special. There were several games that I thought were you know better, but um, you know there were just the highs were really 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 freaking high. Uh, but yeah. Uh, these are um, these are the seven that I landed on, and I knew that you would bring some of the ones that I uh, would leave off because they, sure. they were widely considered to be among the best, like big soundtracks, and a lot of them I would have expected on this list. Of course, and, they have to be here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and th- there are at least three big omissions that I'll mention to you off air in a second, so I don't uh, forget them. But that I am surprised didn't make it, and that I would have subbed in on my list um, if I hadn't decided to take this route. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all that to say, that was my approach, and there are some things that are left off. So just comment and let us know what we leave off. What are your favorite soundtracks? All that being said, you still didn't talk about your opening track. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> our opening track. Um, from one of maybe one of my favorites, like among the ones I brought, this is one of the ones I enjoy the absolute most because the style is so good. I immediately went to, went to Discord and and recommended it to Kyle. Uh, and we're talking about the soundtrack to Wizard with a Gun. Uh, this is a um, I'm, I'm, how would you are you familiar with this game at all? Um, kind of, but like. I've not played it. It's kind um, of an ARPG roguelike. Sort of. From like, yeah, I think it's, it's an isometric of, kind view. Kind of a roguelike. I know Kyle and I were excited for it initially because it is Devolver Digital. Yes. But um, I don't quite know exactly how it plays because I haven't actually jumped into it. Um, it reminds me of, um, who's the studio that makes uh, Bastion and Hades and those games? Oh, Supergiant? Yeah, it, it looks like a Supergiant game. Um, like, the way it, kind it, everything of, to is. to an extent. Yeah. It's not as polished, but just the way the way things move and the overall kind of aesthetic. And you, you've got a mix of, like, Wild West and Magic and Cyberpunk. It's, it's a really interesting-looking game. But the whole soundtrack just has this folksy feel to it. Um, there are lots of tracks I could have brought. I just went with this one because I thought it sounded like a good introduction. And it really does set the tone for this kind of moody, um, uh, somber type of, uh, you know, setting that this post-apocalyptic too, I would say this game looks, uh, there has been some sort of world shattering event and yeah, it's just, just, you know, it's cool. It's haunting. It's fun. I mean, it's fun. The, the, the guitar is great. The guitar I and like uh, the guitar. I think there might be a dobro in there kind of part, part way between a guitar and a banjo for any, anybody out there who doesn't listen to bluegrass. Um, but is yeah, that what the this, character is playing uh, in the little artwork there? Um, it could be. Uh, he's holding strings. it like a guitar, but um, but yeah, it could also just be like a you know backwoods banjo. Um, 
It's it's just an anesthetic, rustic-looking plucked instrument. It's always playing. But talking about what's buried should stay. By the way, mm-hmm. is the name of the track. Yes, yes. Because you didn't mention that when we started talking uh, about it. Composed by I Brian Ike, man. Someone I'm not yeah. super familiar with. Me neither. I I looked him up and I've already forgotten. There there wasn't anything notable. Um, but uh, but I tell you, if this is any indication, he's got places he's going because he apparently knows some really stinking good musicians. Uh, he is not <laughs> the one performing this. I don't okay. have that name in front of me, but uh, look up the soundtrack, look into it. Anybody out there, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. All right. right. Well, so yeah. Shall after we that, move on. Very long-winded intro. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get into because um, yeah. I mean these these were again they're all no-brainers, all of yours. But I'm excited yeah. to get back into these soundtracks. All well, that's not true. Six of my seven. So my closeout, we've never played anything from before yet on the show uh, in terms of the game that it's from. But everything else that I brought, yeah, we've played stuff prior throughout 2023 because I think these are some of the best soundtracks from this year. And I think didn't we didn't we actually do people do showcases on those, several on of all these? Those? <laughs> Not all of them. Several. I know of them. at least five of them. Uh, four of them. Well, because I was with you. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, we, cool. There, there's one from my first block that we didn't do an actual spotlight on. And one for okay. my second that also did not get a spotlight, I believe. Okay. Maybe it did at the beginning of the year, but I don't remember if it got its own episode. Well, that's but all right. Let's. We're going to kick off my first block with my personal soundtrack of the year. I was a little sad when it didn't win at Jeff Keighley's Game Awards, but the one that did officially win, I was also okay with because it was also in my top three soundtracks of this year. But we're going to begin this first block by taking a listen to Night Song from Baldur's Gate 3. This released on August 3rd, 2023. It was composed by Borislav Slavov, and it features Mariah Angelova on vocals. Thank you. 
Coming up next, we're going to take a listen to Badge Challenge from Super Mario Bros. Wonder. This released on October 20th, 2023, and it was composed by Koji Kondo, Shiho Fuji, Siyako Doi, and Shisaka Shimazu. <laughs> Closing out this block, we're going to take a listen to Challenging a Queen from Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. This released on August 10th, 2023. It was composed by Austin Wintery, and it features Laura Bailey and Mary Elizabeth McGlynn on vocals. A lost little girl, you shouldn't have come here, and I sure ain't in the mood. To make new friends Go home, little girl The shadows draw near And you all alone We both know how this ends Let's see how far she bends We all know how this ends Thank <laughs> you. 
testing me with your coterie ogling expectantly heads up wrecking me won't come for free see it won't be easy persephone when i use the moves i bring blessedly shadows don't scare me see i'll survive it maybe you want to do this in private you're lost little girl you're wasting our time now the gall of a squeaking mouse in a lion's den give up little girl the bus home is leaving seen it so many times we all know how this ends we all know how it ends wait your cd persephone oh boy a celebrity dissing me now remind me peach of my memory sorry not up on my ancient history underworld now that rings a bell was it you who was married to the king of hell it's hazy hades so you're his lady before my time because i'm such a baby please teach me my abc's me i never featured in euripides so where are they now wow look around you're the big cheese of a hole in the ground don't you have any idea what you're dealing with child surprise surprise coins on your eyes give them to the fairy man get it in your little head you're spitting at the queen of the dead you're not my queen p i'm alive you got a real life muse in this basement dive you could use a boost should i play a gig hey what a mouth works p it'll be big get lost little girl I need a room and a writer and a cut of the You're bar making me angry I got an ETC, say please I'll bring keys and a couple guitars you don't want to know how far we could descend we haven't fun yet oh sorry what's up let me guess how it ends take it over to say back off little girl we're young you're old we live you're you asking for trouble the end see that's how time works bye-bye you want to push me so look and then see how this ends how this always ends That's your biggest mistake for Calliope's sake. Wait, what word? Muse, not use it at all? Not cool, screw you, see, it's not your call. Not a kid, but I'm innocent and I can explain. See my sunshine coming at the end of your reign. Say my name, say my name, say my name. Say, hey, you lost little girl. I've stolen. 
First, talking about Night Song from Baldur's Gate 3, again released August 3rd, 2023, composed by Boris Lobslavov, featuring Mariah Angelova on vocals. Was kind of glad we hadn't uh, played this one, and honestly, if you look, this one was just uploaded to his actual account. It's an extended version that we listened to uh, about 11 hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) So... Just in time to make the episode as a time of recording. But (laughs) man, this so the original Night Song track is maybe a minute, 10 seconds, right? Like maybe right around there. Um, A much shorter version, but this version lasting about two and a half minutes. uh, Freaking gorgeous. And we talked about this a lot when we did our spotlight episode on Baldur's Gate 3 just how phenomenal from start to finish, right? We didn't play a bad track on that episode and really in the entire game, not just the soundtrack because not everything from the game is in the soundtrack, but in the entire game itself, there's not a bad piece of music at all. It just doesn't exist. (laughs) Boris Lovsavov is someone that, again, we talked about in that episode, I think is a master of his craft. It's by far my soundtrack of the year. Um, it still gives me the most amount of goosebumps when I listen to it. I still regularly listen to the soundtrack. It's a game that I've unfortunately been unable to finish as of time of recording, so I'm not going to finish it within 2023, but I will finish it eventually. I adore this game. I think it's great. Um, still one of my favorite games and potentially my actual game of the year as well, not just soundtrack of the year. Um, I still really want to play Alan Wake 2, though, before I say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I think that even after everything that I listened to, there was nothing I heard that I could say was was better. Maybe a few things I could put say as good, but nothing I heard that as a soundtrack front to back that I could say was better than Baldur's Gate Three. Uh, this, yeah, it's still this the standout of this year to me. It's incredible, a, and it was. A, I thought a, it was a, a lot for the Game Awards, but it, it for didn't me, win. I thought the music would be fine. Um, frankly, I think the music in Baldur's Gate Two was fine and i thought that this would probably be more of that but it has so much just like the the whole game itself it has so much life so much soul to it um uh, again a lot of diversity but it makes the world feel lived in um, correct it is the best D music that has ever oh ha- that has happened. ever been written yeah <laughs> yes absolutely yeah. um <laughs> and you know it's th- this soundtrack feels like it feels to have an awesome session of D. yeah Absolutely. It gives you those same emotions, those same feelings. Um, it's incredible. Absolutely, unequivocally, the best like cinematic or orchestral soundtrack of the year. Right. Like, absolutely. Yeah, yep. Anything get, I have we that get, would... We get a little bit of what we talked about so much in that episode here in this track, too, right? We have the vocals, which we know Borislav leans heavily into the female vocals. But mm-hmm. um, yes. we have that with a little bit of chanting. But then we also get like the epic orchestral portions, the very cinematic portions, like halfway through 
that we hear throughout the rest of the soundtrack when it's not vocals. It's so good. I like this track a lot. Yeah, man. Great track from a great game and goes pretty well with my opening track, actually. It's uh, yeah, it does. just a little longer, but same style and that same really kind of sparse, uh, not a whole lot going on and just what it does. It does incredibly well. Right. Absolutely. I agree. I was excited to bring my middle track in this block because the last time we talked about this game, it was in its own spotlight, but it was back in October, right? And because of that, we themed everything that we brought in that episode around Halloween. So here we listen to Badge Challenge from Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Again, this released October 20th of 2023 and was composed by Koji Kondo, Shiho Fuji, Siyako Doi, and Shisaka Shimazu. This is probably my favorite one of my i'll say not my favorite but (laughs) one of my favorite tracks in super mario bros wonder as a whole and i really like that it sounds very similar to previous mario entries you picked up on the galaxy influence in this track which i also do heavily hear i do hear elements of other previous marios as well a little bit of like super mario 64 in certain areas little bit of Super Mario Bros. 3 in some areas as well in this track. But Badge Challenge as a track, right, you hear it often in the game because in each world or stage, there are certain levels that you'll do that unlock badges that you can equip onto um, your little companion character that just kind of follows you around. I forget his name. He's one of the little flower people, right? He's their president or prince or whatever he's called. Um, But you can equip a badge onto him and it changes elements of the game, right? Maybe it lets you jump higher. Maybe it lets you run off of a ledge for an extended amount of time before falling and you can jump as you continue to run off that ledge. Maybe it gives you a spin attack that you can use to jump a little bit higher. There's a lot of things that these badges change about the game, but to unlock most of them, you have to complete a level where you have to utilize the badge to complete the level. And in those levels, you hear this track. So you hear it often, and it becomes something that, I don't know, because of the nostalgia feel to this track that it brings, because of how often I heard it throughout the game, just became one of my favorites. That's really cool. And, uh, you know, I talked about how my tracks are all the surprising ones. This was one of the least surprising, um, you know, successful soundtracks. It's Mario. Um, even even some of the Mario games that have not been super top tier, like the original Super Mario Land, killer soundtrack. Still has Mario great music. Mario always yeah. <laughs> has great music. You know, it's even the spinoff games. Mario always has great music. And I didn't know what it would be. Um, I also have not been blown away by the new Super Mario Bros. Uh, series music. It's been okay. Oh, yeah. But, it's, yeah, the, it's but been this very is so much different Compared to everything else. And I was really glad that this was so different. And after seeing what I'd seen of the game this year, I wasn't really surprised. But um, as of recording, uh, it is still before 2024. And I have not gotten before my hands Christmas on this game even. yet. But yes, it's what I'm going to. why you have a little under it. a week. I am I'm excited. I'm excited. sitting under your tree right now, isn't it? <laughs> uh sitting in our closet. Uh it's okay. going to be a um a Santa gift which ah, means it's left okay. out in the open on Christmas morning. Oh, okay. Well, then that means it's at the North Pole, right? Y- yes, it is at the North Pole. Um mm-hmm. yeah, we you know, Santa little known fact, Santa actually has like a magical gateway into all the hiding places that yeah. parents have when they yeah, buy just, games that they want to, you know. That's actually how he delivers. That's actually how he does it. Yeah, he doesn't actually come down the chimney. That's a myth. 
right? It's it's, no, it's not, well, That's how we used to do it. That's how we used sure. to do it. But you know, when, be, when the before there were eight exploded. billion freaking people in the world, exactly. He had to, you know, he had to make some tweaks, and he also outsourced a lot of the actual gift like <laughs> gathering. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why if you yeah. ever find gifts in your parents' closet, they went to the store with Santa vouchers and got those gifts and they're putting them in the closet so Santa can get them. And bring Santa them vouchers that's... are something I've heard of, but I've, I've never actually gotten to see one myself. Well, I mean, I was going to say maybe it's because you don't have any kids, but you, you know, your, your roommate does. And so, yeah, does. I would have thought, thought you But I mean, him. something tells me he would use the Santa voucher for himself. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, you know, maybe um, maybe that's also how Santa cuts down on uh, on you know having to deliver everything. If he's like, well, fine, if the if they're gonna if they're gonna spend their own money to buy presents, I don't have to I don't have to worry about it. Oh, oh, oh! All right, that's that's a <laughs> little bit off topic there, but you guys love. But our by now trail, you've played so. Wonder. <laughs> by, by now I've played Wonder, and I'm sure that I am loving it. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Like I said, I had a blast. Another game I'll, I'll sprinkle one of my honorable mentions in here that uh, I'm also excited about playing pretty soon. I think I'm going to get it with some of our Christmas money with the kids. And one of the one of the best soundtracks and a pretty surprising one, Disney Illusion Island came out earlier oh, this year. Yeah, it did. It did. And at, not at one first, I even when considered I first saw really it, for this episode. Yeah. But when I first saw it, I only I thought, oh, well, it's like Mickey Mouse, but they it's Rayman, but they put on a Mickey Mouse skin. Um, because it looks a lot like Rayman Origins, Rayman Legends, and uh, but I have heard that it's a it's a good game, especially if you have like younger kids, uh, because it's a good multiplayer game. And I listened to it because Disney games, you know, a lot of them have at least decent soundtracks, especially back in the day. And so I thought I'll give it a shot, and it's really good. It, it has some of the same beats as Wonder. It's very like animated cartoon sounding. Sev enjoyed it. I remember Sev talking about it. Yeah, the, the soundtrack was really good. It's one that um that you know uh, I might put down on my list. <laughs> All right, sounds good. My last track in that block is one that we featured, I think, back in August. Yeah, because the game came out in August, so it would have been August Radio Hour. Uh, we took a listen to Challenging a Queen from Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. Again, this released August 10th, 2023, composed by Austin Wintery, featuring Laura Bailey, who plays Grace in the game, and Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, who plays Persephone in the game, on vocals. I adore this game. I own this game still, right? I bought this on day one because I wanted to support what they were doing here because I freaking love this concept. So I bought this day one. It's still been sitting there and I've never jumped in. I really do want to play this game at some point eventually, but the entire soundtrack blows me away. Obviously, I more gravitate toward the vocal tracks on this soundtrack and in this game. There are some that are instrumental, right, only, but this is a musical. This is what I want. And I love this track, the mix of the jazz elements with the rap elements. Dude, it's so cool. It is. And um, I did listen all the way through to this soundtrack. Uh, did you listen to ones... all versions? No, uh, I, will okay. say, I will say that. So I listened to all of remember, the it's a four disc soundtrack. Yeah. And then so, like, I this track broke has different between... versions, technically. Yes. Yeah. And so I broke it up between the other ones. So I, I would get a taste of the different versions, but not like listen to the same ones. But, okay. So. Yeah, this particular version I brought was from the Red Path, which is more like the aggressive path. I loved the track. If I had brought a track from this game, I would have brought one called Look Into Me. Uh, it's the Medusa fight track. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it is... Almost brought that one incredible. back in August, actually. Again, Laura Bailey, uh, but it features... Um, 
uh, and I'm going to butcher this, but Anjali Bimani um, as Medusa. And she is amazing. Like, well, she's one of those singers that just, it makes me sick that anybody can do anything that well. <laughs> um, <laughs> and shout out, man, kudos to Austin Wintory for all the crowdsourcing and all the networking right? that he yeah. must have did or taken advantage of for this. Um, there are some stellar voice actors in this soundtrack. I will probably never play this game. It's just not my style, uh, not something I would devote a lot of time to. But I am thinking I am going to watch a playthrough at some point. Yeah, because the video we watched on YouTube, right, it's basically is, just, yeah. it's the game. You can get the entire thing from this. It's, it's so good. But, uh, I mean, I mean and, and the soundtrack, in addition to the two we hear here and then the one I've already mentioned, You've got Ashley Johnson, you know, you've got uh, Carrie Payton, uh, Cyborg, <laughs> among other things. Um, Troy Baker, of course, yep. um, the legendary Troy Baker, and also from The Last of Us with Laura Bailey and Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, um, yeah. and uh, Felicia Day. Um, I think I mentioned Ashley Johnson twice, but she's good you enough did. to mention twice. But yeah, Felicia <laughs> Day, as um, I think she's Athena in, in this game. Yeah, the developers really really you know spent some money to get top tier voice actors like mm -hmm. i love yeah. and this crew really sticks together a lot right we see a lot of these people together often and i really enjoy yes. that a lot of them are involved either in video games or anime or both or critical and role yes, yeah 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 they're critical <laughs> role yeah um uh along with uh with ganondorf from this year's <laughs> legend Matthew of zelda <laughs> and indeed but yeah just a really really great crew and i um I, I would really love to be a fly on the wall at some of the get-togethers that these folks have and i'm sure you know most of them know austin as well he seems to run in those kinds of circles and i mean austin and was, troy were on a podcast together with alana pierce and someone else and they still yep, might be and, and i mean this uh just bravo, bravo. This was another one. Uh, if I were making an objective list of my favorite soundtracks of the year, this would yeah, this has to make it. Be this has to make it near, near the top. Yep, yeah. I agree. There's this nothing like it. it. There was nothing like. Uh, there's never been anything like this in video games. It's so cool. I love it so much. But yeah, yeah. that's Stray Gods, which I've already kind of said more about previously. But man, I freaking love all three of these tracks that I brought in the first block. Yeah. I uh, love all three tracks, love all three of the games. Uh, this one is, has, is my, my, of yours, my track of show so far. Um, okay. Uh, the Challenging a Queen, just, I, I, I again. My I, track I of show is going to be the final track I brought. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised knowing that game and your history with the series <laughs> and everything. But before we get there, let's go ahead and jump into my first block. Yeah, dude, I'm so, so freaking these. excited you brought this game. It made me so happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I brought at least one that you were, like, super happy about uh, because all of yours would be ones that I would be happy that you brought. So sure. um, first going to be talking about Envers from Chance of Sinar, released September 5th, 2023 and composed by Thomas Brunett.
Next up, we're going to take a listen to Drops of the Morning Dew from A Space for the Unbound, released January 19th, 2023, barely making the list, and composed by Masdito Bakhtiar and Cristabel Anora. out my first block we're going to listen to main theme from chia released march 21st 2023 composed by john robert mack
back in, we are first talking about Envers from Chants of Stenar. And um, this was the one that you said you were really excited about me bringing. Yeah, super, super adore this team. Uh, Run Disc is the name of the studio. But I fell upon a game called Heaven's Vault uh, back in the day. I don't know exactly when it came out. I'm pulling it up now. Heaven's Vault released on or in 2019 and was actually developed by Inkle, right? But Chance of Sinar, it's such a structurally similar game, right? So Chance of Sinar, from what I understand about it, and the one thing that I really adored about Heaven's Vault is that I didn't know much going into it. But what it turned out being was a game's kind of like archaeology based where you were deciphering a language and trying to piece together what happened, right? So here in Chance of Sonar, you have this Tower of Babel-like setting that these people are kind of walking around. It's set back in that time period at some point, kind of like ancient Sumerian time period-ish. Um, but they speak this language that you don't understand, right? And it's kind of like this hieroglyphic language style where it's pictures and symbols and that kind of stuff. Um, you encounter things that kind of give you clues to what these symbols mean, right? Either through things that you see in the world or nonverbal context clues from the people themselves that you're talking to. But eventually, in just like Heaven's Vault, from what I've seen from the trailer, you have this notebook that like helps you decipher the language. But you can make mistakes, right? <laughs> So in Heaven's Vault, you could like it was up to you to decipher what the symbol meant and you would like put it in your notebook like this is what I think it means. But that might it might not be right. Hopefully you figure it out later through finding out what other words mean that maybe you were wrong with what you thought it was. But eventually you decipher this language and other things happen. I don't know what exactly what else happens in Chance of Sonar. I know that the game is set up very similar based on deciphering languages just like Heaven's Vault. But from there, I don't know what else it entails because I don't want to know until I play it. Well, that uh, ancient Near East um, setting that you talked about definitely makes sense with some of this music. Uh, it's uh, the, the soundtrack is great. Um, I am going to showcase this one at some point. Uh, it is it took me by surprise again because I hadn't heard of of this game before, or you know, I didn't know anything at all about it. And uh, but then I saw it on the list and I thought it sounded interesting. And then I saw other people talk about this soundtrack. And so I really gave it a good listen, and it's incredibly unique. Uh, again, not like anything else that I have heard before, uh, at least not this year. And um, uh, very impressive. There are some higher energy tracks than this, and uh, some that, you know, do a little bit more. But I, I love the slow build of this track and the way that it kind of adds new instruments as it goes through. So it really gives you a chance to appreciate the ones that, you know, the ones that are there. And there's one point later in, in the track where you start to hear this really kind of guttural sound that so sounds almost like throat singing, but is obviously coming from an instrument. And no idea of uh, what I don't think any of the instruments on this track are except for that flute. Um, but it's uh, just just really good and really different from anything else on my list. So, yeah. um, and this game was nominated at the Game Awards for Games for Impact, which is their emotional category. Yes. So yeah, that's another one. Um, when I saw that, along with actually another one from from this block, uh, indeed, uh, in that same category, and probably a lot of the reason I brought both of them because they were surprising not just in how good I thought they were, but how unique I thought they were. And 
I thought that uh, all three of these tracks in my first block went, went pretty well. I tried to kind of craft a lower, um, you know, a more thoughtful, uh, slower um, uh, block for the, for these tracks. And um, I think they all do that in different ways. So, But the second one is from a game that you said you've been interested in that I am now interested oh, yeah. in. Can't wait. <laughs> since I've, you know, looked into this. it a little bit. It, a, a Space for the Unbound. We're listening to a, to a track called Drops of the Morning Dew. This is another soundtrack that caught me completely by surprise with the amount of diversity that's in it and the track mm -hmm. that uh, the fact that all of those diverse tracks were um, were unique uh, and, and very good. As you listened to the soundtrack, because I've not listened to the full actual soundtrack itself, right? But did it have kind of a um, like an Indonesian feel to it at all or maybe Polynesian? a couple of the tracks, is, is that is that the same but, area polynesian um very yeah just very kind close of you know, to the it. pacific some, some of the island music um maybe a couple of the tracks okay there is the game the game of, is set in indonesia so i was just curious there's not a lot of consistency in the style uh it's it's really really interesting um, and I, I do, I will say that quite a bit of the soundtrack was giving me Laura Shigihara vibes. Okay. I can, I, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same, very similar style of game too, in terms of like what she normally works on. So, um, and the composer who is recognized as being fantastic, uh, but who is, um, and who released a game this year, uh, Mr. Saito, but who is not on our list there. There are a few Indeed. really big composers who didn't end up on, on this list, uh, and I'm a little surprised by that. But, you know, uh, it means we get to showcase some new people, and I really always love that. So. Yeah, Space for the Unbound, um, it's like an adventure-style uh, game. Point-and-click-esque, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Point-and-click-esque, uh, but also with some more, like, you know, a, a little bit of... A little um, bit more to do. More to do than just point-and-click, yeah. So, uh, And it sounds like... I'm not going to spoil the, the story itself. Sounds interesting. It's got a, one of those pseudo-retro looks to it. Very stylized. Suedo. Um, art style. Um, and uh, Yeah, suedo. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, very unique art style, but yeah, this, this is... Of the games that I listened to, um, uh, the games I brought, uh, this is one of my my two favorites, and uh, just nice. the, whole, the soundtrack front to back. Not necessarily this particular song, although I do love it, but this soundtrack is one of my two favorites on my list, and would be one of my top ten for the year. Okay, very nice. Yeah, it's a game that heavily deals with aspects of mental health, right? And I generally enjoy games that explore those routes. Um, I know depression and anxiety feature heavily in A Space for the Unbound. So games that usually go down that path, I like to check out, um, not only because I get where a lot of the feelings and characters come from, but I like good emotional stories. So Yeah, and man, listening to this and a couple of other other tracks, um, I really... I really expanded my sad songs playlist, so we're going to have to do another Emotions <laughs> of Sadness episode at some point. Yeah, there is a couple <laughs> games that came out this year that uh, that would make for good additions to the Emotions of Sadness series. Yep, absolutely. Um, but another one that's not not really sad, uh, it does have kind of a melancholy or at least um Oh, I think this track is super emotional. You're crazy. Sound to it. Uh, it, it's emotional. I wouldn't call the whole thing sad. Like, the back half of it is more, there's, there's almost a quiet triumph to it. We're talking about the main theme from Chia, and this one definitely does have, a, like, a Polynesian sound to it because it is... Oh, absolutely. Um, it's meant to. The game is based on um, the island of New Caledonia, uh, which is was part of French Polynesia. It's in... It's in the uh, Pacific, sort of the Southeast Asian islands over there, east of Australia and New Zealand, kind of between New Zealand and Japan in a north-south 
way, but further east. So, you know, one of those little islands out there that most of the world probably just doesn't even think about. And it's got it's got a really cool history. Um, a lot of French and American influence, um, but also a lot of just a, um, it's become kind of a, a of a, a pigeon culture. Well, a P-I-D-G-I-N, where that's really a word more used for languages. But what it means is it, it's a true melting pot of a place because you've got a lot of the traditional um, influences in the culture, along with sort of the colonial French and, um, you know, the more modern American sensibilities. And you, you see that in the game. I watched a little bit of a, of a playthrough with, um, with a couple of my kids, and I'm sure as anybody who's heard of this game knows, it's very, very um, inspired by the Breath of the Wild sort of style. Of exploration. It is. Kyle did play through this. Unfortunately, did not enjoy it much. Um, it looks more like they were too ambitious. Yeah, maybe. Um, he just found it rather boring. So yeah, maybe it would be you know more for like a, a kid who's just kind of getting into that kind of game because it didn't look super high impact. It looked fairly forgiving, uh, which is probably why you know a gamer like Kyle would find it boring. Because uh, you know he's he, he's a good gamer, so um, sometimes a good adult, mature mature gamer. Um, sometimes there's no accounting for taste, of course. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, this this whole soundtrack is really fun. It's it not as technically impressive, but it's not trying to be. It's just trying to represent this area, and I think yeah, it represents that, a culture very very well, much yes. in the same way that um, oh, there was a game that came out several years ago that I did a review for on Level Down Games that I remember talking about, uh, but it was like from some small indie studio based in a country in Africa. I don't remember what the name of it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, what was that? I think... You remember that? I do remember the game you're talking about, and now it's going to bug me. Um, but I think I featured it on one of my... Yeah, because the studio like hit me up and like, hey, this is who we are, this is what we're doing. And I was like, oh, that's really sick, right? So I think, I think it was based in Cameroon. Yeah, it was in Cameroon. Uh huh. 100%. Um, Cameroon. Yeah. I just don't remember I'm, the name of that game. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Um, I featured this on my um, the VGM International. It was episode 10 of Very Good Music. Orion. Legacy of the Cory Odon. There we are. There we go. Orion. Um, and in that episode, um, I had um, Ed from the VGM Embassy uh, guest, guest on that episode. And because, nice. you know, an embassy is like an international thing, we played tracks that were composed by composers from around the world. Like, no two okay. tracks were composed by people from the same country. And just by necessity, I found a lot of obscure stuff, and this is one of those games. But uh, That was one of those games that I found, not Chia, uh, Omeron, or whatever, whatever. Yeah, Orion. Yeah, Orion. Yeah, very similar, though, like, that game, right, just kind of represented the culture and feel of, of Cameroon. Um, yes. Chia the does the same thing with New Caledonia. Yeah, yep, super yep, cool. Yep, yes, indeed. Yeah, um, here we go. Three probably lesser known games. Uh, I had certainly not heard much about them before I did this. Really anything. I hadn't heard anything about well, I think Shia, right, because it was list. free on PlayStation. It, it, it was I'm played sure by quite I, a few heard when it. it came out. Yeah. yeah, and it was also, it came out on Switch this year, and so I'm sure it was featured in at least one indie showcase. And Oh, for sure. I, um, yeah, so I, I had seen it before. I don't remember seeing either of the other two, but I'd seen Tachia or uh, Chia, and I had just forgotten about it. So, but yeah. All right. But I tell you, I had not um, forgotten about the next games on. Yeah. Uh, How could you? Your next block. <laughs> <laughs> How could you? And again, these are three games that I think 
When you're talking about the best games, music, I should say, but really best games as well that released in 2023, these three games are going to be in the conversation. Um, Absolutely. One of them, I was surprised at its lack of representation at the Game Awards, but I do think it largely was because it released relatively early this year, and that usually happens to some games that are still quite good and strong. Um, my middle game is still one of my favorite games of this year. But before we get to it, we're going to take a listen to a track from the game that did win Best Overall Game Soundtrack at Jeff Keighley's Game Awards last month in December. Let's go ahead and take a listen to Founder's Footsteps from Final Fantasy 16. This released on June 22nd, 2023 and was composed by Masayoshi Sokin. <laughs> Thank you. 
If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Coming up next, we're going to take a listen to Will I Fly, otherwise known as Isadora Song, from Hogwarts Legacy. This released on February 10th, 2023, and was composed by Chuck E. Myers, J. Scott Rakowski, and Peter Murray, featuring Dune Moss on vocals.
Closing out this block, we're going to take a listen to Demon Dragon, or the final boss battle from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. This released on May 12th, 2023, and was composed by Manaka Katuoka, Masa Miyoshi, Masato Ahashi, and Tsukasa Usui. <laughs>
coming back in, we are first talking about Founder's Footsteps from Final Fantasy 16, again released June 22nd, 2023, and composed by Masayoshi Soken. This is a game that Kyle and I did a spotlight episode on. I think it was may have been a bonus episode, but it may have just been a regular one as well. But it was definitely shortly after the game came out. Uh, for a while, until Baldur's Gate 3 released, this was my soundtrack of the year. So it wasn't super surprising to me when it did win at the official Game Awards. And it's still one of my favorite games of 2023 in my top three. Um, the fact that the DLC shadow dropped during the Game Awards kind of blew my mind. I still haven't had a chance to jump in and play like the, the first story content that was added since the game's been released. But I will do that at some point. Um, could not get enough of this game, right? When it first came out, I could not put it down. I just couldn't stop. But this entire soundtrack, man, like we talked about it on that episode. Well, yeah. You've heard a lot of it. Um, Masayoshi Soken coming from the Final Fantasy XIV game, right? And the, the online MMORPG. And what he's been able to do over there, like largely still considered one of the best Final Fantasy games that exists in terms of story, content, and just music. It's so vast and so like varied and spread. It's just it's wild. And he's one one of the few really big name composers on our list tonight. Yeah, one of definitely like in terms of someone that is is widely regarded and widely known. But um, I mean, especially if you you know take out Mario and Zelda. But, sure. Yeah. But even then, like the composers that are there, except for like Koji Kondo mm-hmm. on. Um, Mario right like but what did he actually do there we don't know exactly but in terms of like the other names on Mario or the names on Tears of the Kingdom which we're going to talk about soon um they're not super big like yeah they're becoming bigger within Nintendo but not super big um so Masayoshi Soken probably is likely the biggest on the show outside of like Austin Wintory yeah right yeah he was the other one I was thinking of was Austin but um but yeah, and, and this is another one of those series that if a game comes out, it's probably it's a given that it's going to have one of the best soundtracks of the year. Yeah. Dude, I can't wait to hear the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth soundtrack next year in February. That's going to be so sick. Expect an episode on it in March. <laughs> I, I, if I had not, um, if Baldur's Gate 3 had not come out this year, then I wouldn't have been surprised at all at this game winning um, at the Game Awards for best soundtrack. Um, that was the only game that I felt like could have topped it this year. I agree. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And this particular track, Founder's Footsteps, you first hear it when you go to Martha's Rest, which is in one of the first areas that you'll start exploring after like the introductory parts of the game. Uh, You eventually go to this inn and kind of progress the story that way. But from there, you do hear it elsewhere in the game as well at other various like inns and rest points. But this is your first introduction to the track. Very subdued, kind of like your space for the unbound track in your previous block, right? Similar guitar style. Lots of lots of nice acoustic stuff on this episode. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And there's a lot of nice acoustic stuff in the Final Fantasy 16 soundtrack in general. Um, Thinking specifically back to like Sid's theme or the hideaway theme. Um, Super super cool stuff there. This entire soundtrack, like I said, it's it's incredible, and I'm hoping. Yeah that Masayoshi Soken gets a chance again in the future. Obviously, we know the main Final Fantasy team right now is kind of focusing on the 7 remake still, right? They worked on 7, now they're doing Rebirth, which comes out in February, but there's going to be a Part 3, and that team is immediately going to move on to Part 3. So, who's going to make Final Fantasy 17? Well, we (laughs) recently found out that um, 
the team that made FF16, right? The same team that made Final Fantasy 14. The name of the director is escaping me at the moment, Na uh, Naoki Yoshida. Um, his team has moved on to whatever they're doing next, right? We don't know what they're doing next. Obviously, there's a new expansion coming out for Final Fantasy XIV soon, but I would love to see them get to continue forward. We know XVI's not getting a direct sequel, but that doesn't mean that team can't do XVII. I'm hoping they get a chance to, because what they did with XVI, what they've done with XIV, I think they're the team to continue Final Fantasy forward, especially while the main crew does what they're doing, remaking seven, and then shit, let that main team remake six next, or remake nine, right? Let them do that, and let uh, Naoki Yoshida and his crew take the series forward, because they've done a fantastic job so far. Yeah, absolutely. That's my suggestion to Square. Are they going to listen? No. So, <laughs> I'll be curious to see who works on Final Fantasy seventeen. Shit, we may end up getting um, Yoko Shimomura back as the, the composer for that one. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe so. I hate, you know, I wouldn't complain about that, but yeah, you never know what Square is going to yeah. do anymore. Yeah, I mean, between this and Baldur's Gates and the next track on your list, um, we've got, I, I think, the best orchestral scores that came out this year. The only other ones that I would put in contention are possibly Lies of P. Um, but again, like I said, the orchestral part of that wasn't, it was good. It was good, but it wasn't as, you know, stellar as these three. And the other one I would put on the list is Forspoken from earlier this year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Gary Forspoken. Shyman and Bear McCreary. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that that's could another have one I listened to potentially made the list. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Obviously that is a good two two really celebrated composers and especially Bear McCreary is a favorite for both of us, though. So. Absolutely. Yeah, one of the best. In the middle of that block, we took a listen to a very beautiful track that came to us from Hogwarts Legacy. We listened to Will I Fly, otherwise known as Isadora's Song. Hogwarts yeah. Legacy released on February 10th, 2023. This was composed by Chucky Myers, J. Scott Rakowski, and Peter Murray. I wish I knew who was playing the piano there with his nice-looking man bun. But this I features know, right? Dune Moss, the female vocalist, who is enchantingly incredible. Um, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> this is an amazing Dude, track, I was blown dude. away by this performance. Yeah. This is incredible. Um, Isadora, obviously a key character to the main plot of Hogwarts Legacy, as you could kind of gather by watching the screens that we see in the... There is an official music yeah. video that exists for this song. I encourage all of you to go check it out. Uh, well, maybe not if you haven't played the game, because it's very spoiler heavy, actually. But, um, well, I mean, I, but, if you've but you only have started have the game. Yeah, yeah I haven't have played have the context. game, but... So it yeah, you have no idea anything. what's going on in yeah. the movie scenes. <laughs> But if you started the game, yeah, you're probably going to get spoiled. So watch at your own risk, I guess. But if you have play finished the game and you've played through this, go check out this music video. It's freaking captivating. Um, but Isadora is. definitely plays a key, critical, central role to the plot that develops and unfolds throughout Hogwarts Legacy. Obviously, you don't play as her. You play as a, another character, right? A created character that exists in this world. But man, this is the best Harry Potter world to ever <laughs> be created outside of the movies. This game is so much fun to play through for fans of the series, right? Or fans of the franchise, IP, whatever you want to call it. Um, it has everything you could possibly want, like getting to, a uh, getting to explore a fully fleshed out Hogwarts. That's so mm -hmm. sick. And the surrounding yeah. areas. Like the map isn't huge, but it is at the same time. Like you're not really going too far outside of Hogwarts itself. But what you can do within but the what space you can do there. within the space yeah. they give you is massive. Like it feels on scale to like Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom in terms of scope, but it's such a smaller map really when you boil it down. Um 
kind of crazy. How I wonder they it off, but it's I really well if done. This is one that my wife would be interested in, like watching while I play. Because a lot of she, she doesn't like playing, yeah, but like games, if she's but, into Harry Potter, yes, yeah. There's a lot to enjoy for fans of that IP in this game. A lot of things that you know, I don't because I don't. I haven't read all the books like through and through. I don't know everything there is to know about Harry Potter. But like those that are freaking nuts about this series are going to pick up on so many Easter eggs and so many things that are special to them that mean something, right? And that's cool. I'll have to give it a shot then. Maybe I'll throw up a little bit of like a playthrough from the early part of the game and see if she's interested enough. And if so, we can look into it. Yeah, it's a super fun game, dude. Super fun game. And soundtrack, dude, it's it, outside of this track and a couple others, right? Like this track doesn't really feel like Harry Potter. Which is also, again, why I like this one so much. But a majority of the soundtrack feels like a Harry Potter movie. And that's what it yeah, should have felt like. Score, yeah, yeah for sure. that's what it meant. That's what it needed to be. But my God, is this incredible. I, I, so far, I think this is my song of show again. Um, so You're going to keep changing your mind. You're going to switch your mind again after you hear my last track. <laughs> I don't know. You might you might switch after you hear one of mine uh, on the next one, but we'll, no, we'll see. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, probably not. It's yeah. Well, we'll get there. But but I tell you though, one one thing that has very little contention for me is uh, my game of the year. I think the only uh, other game that yeah, I haven't mentioned it yet, but there's a re- the only other game besides this upcoming one that would be a possibility is Sea of Stars. But they're so yeah. different that it's hard. But yeah, so right. Which is not on the episode today, right? CSR is not on the episode. However, your game of the year is, and that's the one we're going to talk about now, which is the last track that we played there in that block. Comes to us from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. We listened to Demon Dragon, or the final boss battle, which released on May 12th, 2023. Again, composed by Manaka Katuoka, Maasa Miyoshi, Masato Ahashi, and Tsukasa Asoi. I've not finished it, and I don't know when I will, right? No idea when I'm going to finish Tears of the Kingdom at this point. I'm still over in the Zora area. That's where I stopped like a month yeah. after it came out, and I've not been back. That's still so crazy to me. I mean, I But I will. But I will go back. Yeah. However, you finished it, so you've heard this track in game. I do like what this track does, right? It's mm-hmm. it, it does what Zelda often does, and we get elements of the main theme of Tears of the Kingdom here in the final boss battle. We get elements of other pieces of music from areas that we've previously explored here in the final boss battle track. And I like when they do those callbacks and when they do those, you know, melodies that we've heard before, elite motifs, right? Whatever you want to call it. Um, I enjoy that. And I think this track is really well done for a final boss battle. Not as epic as some of Nintendo final boss battles typically are in terms of like tracks. But then again, has Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom ever been like that? No. I think this fits really well with what they started to do with this new direction of Zelda. I really dig this a lot. Yeah, for sure. And I think that the Tears of the Kingdom soundtrack suffers a little bit from the same thing Breath of the Wild did, and that's that there is too much open space in the soundtrack because there's so much open space in the game. Uh, Because there is more in this game, there is naturally going to be more in the soundtrack as well. There's more, you know, memorable music that's not just, you know, a cat walking on a piano. And... um, that that w- what was here was incredibly impressive. Um, I loved it. I loved the showcase that we did, and um, I mean the soundtrack was a big part of my experience in this game. And 
And as uh, having, you know, fought the final battle, I think that this track goes really well with it because um, not not to give too much away for anybody who still has got there, but you fight in the sky and there are dueling dragons involved. Um, and so there is a, there's a lot of time spent like in freefall. And I think that this track really, really, you know, it kind of has that, that feeling captures it yeah. too, right? Like that element of mm-hmm. just floating or falling. It's there yeah, in certain absolutely. parts of the song. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And again, another game that when it comes out, uh, you're surprised if it doesn't have one of the best yeah. soundtracks. For the everybody game. pays yeah, attention. Everybody expects it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, you mentioned that Sea of Stars isn't on my list and it's one of two games that came out this year that I absolutely would have expected to be shoe ins and then I just decided because I decided not to go with some of the bigger name stuff, there are some things that are gonna get left off. Um uh, Octopath Traveler two is a great example. Uh we've already mentioned Forspoken. Uh we've already mentioned Mr. Saito. Um and uh, you know, other big-name composers. Uh, Lena Rain had um, Harmony, Fall of Re- uh, Reverie come out this year. T. Lopes had uh, Sonic Superstars. Um, Hideki Naganuma had Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. I mean, you know, we, you know, like I said, talked about Forspoken. Um, there's somebody I'm forgetting. Oh, and one of the ones I'm, both of the ones I'm about to bring up, Sea of Stars and Gravity Circuit. Uh, that's Eric Brown and um, uh, Eric Brown. Sorry, Eric Brown and um, you know m- one of my favorite up and comers, Dominic Denmark, and absolutely stellar soundtracks that we did showcases on, but they just didn't quite make the cut. And you know all of those soundtracks, I would encourage everybody to give a listen to. They're all great. <laughs> and um, it, this uh, it, it was a it was a hard episode to put together, but I'm really enjoying the music that we brought. Yeah, it's been fun. But let's get to your next block as we continue on because yeah. it's as we getting lengthy, on, it's, but that's okay. That's that's you know, it's a it's a year wrap up. I think people kind of expect that. But yeah, let's go ahead and move on. And I am really excited for you to hear uh the track that is upcoming. Um this is brought by a composer who was one of my masters of EGM this year on the the up and coming episode and um I'm really really impressed with his work. I'm going to talk a little about how this track is constructed when we come back and uh but yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. This whole block by the way is going to be a lot higher energy than my last one was, so hopefully y'all enjoy that. And we'll start it out with DCP Headquarters, also known as A Hero's Welcome from Prison City. Released February 6, 2023, and composed by Matt Creamer, a.k.a. Norrin Rat.
Next up in my second block, we're going to take a listen to The Power of Friendship from In Stars and Time, released November 20th, 2023, composed by Lindar K. Greenwood, Sandra Baker, Sadie Robinson, and Alice Liston. Closing out my second block, my last track of the night, Crime Busting with a Smile from Paranormasite, The Seven Mysteries of Honjo, released March 8th, 2023, composed by Hidenori Iwasaki.
coming back from my second block, uh, my, my higher energy block, we are first talking about DCP Headquarters, or A Hero's Welcome from Prison City. And um, yeah, what, what was your impression when you, when you first heard this? So this is something that I have no context of what it is, right? No clue. I can kind of take a guess based on the sound, right? And the artwork that I see here on the official soundtrack cover that it probably is some sort of futuristic, maybe dystopian setting. Um, you did mention that it is heavily influenced by the 80s uh, with a little sick dolphin sidekick there that's featured on the artwork as well. But what Matt Creamer here did, or Norrin Rad, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it, Norrin Rad it, it has is more that, his, uh, that's his vert. You know, Jake Kaufman was vert. That's so uh, Matt Creamer was Norrin Rad. But yeah. Right. But it has that, oh, dude, it's, you mentioned it, right? But it's like that Konami Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just in your face, very gritty, but not like dirty gritty. You know what I mean? But. It's so raw and good. Like, it's very well composed and very well done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, so what Matt Creamer did, Matt Creamer is one of the foremost, uh, tracker composers. He's right up there with Jay Kaufman. He didn't get the same notoriety because he hasn't had a shovel night, but he, he is right up there. Like, and like if, if Jake is the next evolution of classic Capcom sounds, then Matt is the next evolution of classic Konami sounds. Um, what he did here is he, he composed using the same sound chip, and I'm not going to try to get into all the technical labels because I don't get them straight, but, but, uh, Rage Cage, if you're out there, comment and let us know. But the same advanced sound chip that Konami used to create games, uh, soundtracks like the TMNT soundtracks, Bayou Billy, um, Contra, you know, um, the, the stuff that they, um, Castlevania, the stuff that, you know, has that classic Konami sound. He used that chip, but then after he did that for, I think, the first time on one of his official soundtracks, he went in and he supplemented the triangle wave, which was often like the lower melody or the bass sound. He supplemented that with actual electric bass and he supplemented the noise channel with actual drums. So it's like kind of halfway in between those two just to give it that little extra ump. Well, that's actually and, really uh, cool. Yeah. yeah so th this game is, it is what it sounds like. It, um, so it was developed and uh, published by RetroWare, uh, also with some influence from Prog uh, Programancer or Programancer. And it is a dystopian action pack. Yeah, there it is. Scorer. Yeah. There okay. You go. With um, uh, it's based on based in a, a near dystopian American future where Detroit has become a prison city, and you have to infiltrate the prison and try to get some people out. So, uh, uh, and Is also it a you have um, no, it's more like an action game, like okay. like Contra or something like that. Um, so yeah, it's and it's you know got Contra, Shatterhand, Bionic Commando. It's got that sort of kind of look to it. Um, but it's also got some over the top, just like next level modern pixel graphics. And uh, also you have a dolphin sidekick. <laughs> yeah, which is how can you go wrong with a dolphin sidekick? <laughs> and there Who needs is Echo? A, um, right there, you go. There is a vocal track that they uh, made for the credits of the game that I'm gonna be playing on a future episode that it, it's remember that track that we listened to on the TMNT episode that was uh, the turtle power vocal track that like old school cheesy rap yeah like from the the 90s movie mm -hmm. yes it's exactly that it's okay. just like that and nice I came I came really close to bringing it but then I wanted to bring one of the more pure like like chip style tracks so, so here we go that is how we got a hero's welcome 
I do like it. Good pick. Uh, and yeah, yeah. If you had wanted to play the intro to this episode, I would have bumped this and I would have played out with uh, with with that one. So, but you'll hear it someday, everybody. Next up, though, we're gonna get to another rocking track and one that I thought you would dig. This I is do. <laughs> Power of Friendship from In Stars and Time. And, uh, Not a game I'm familiar with, by the way. Yeah, I wasn't either when I first heard of it and um, when I first found it and not familiar with any of the composers either. You got Linda K. Greenwood, Sandra Baker, Sadie Robinson, and Alice Liston. And um, Greenwood was the primary composer on the soundtrack, but because I couldn't find a breakdown, I, I you know, I listed all of them. Some of them are actually performers of some of the instruments on the soundtrack. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and so it's like a you know kind of a collaborative work. But th- there's a wide range of of music on just the part of the soundtrack that I could access. Um, the rest of it may be out there somewhere. But even on Bandcamp, there's only like one part of this really big soundtrack uh, to this black and white game uh, uh, RPG that is based on like it looks like um, the gameplay looks reminiscent of the Game Boy um, and it's top down so it's got a little bit of like a, um, the graphics almost look Pokemon like but the a little bit, style yeah, I can, I'm looking at screenshots and the tone of the game is more akin to something from Earthbound or Undertale so it's got that kind of like narrative to it it does look a lot and, like Undertale yeah yeah I think it's got cutscenes that are in that hand drawn sort of sort of style but the whole soundtrack is really cool this track though um it was really close between this and and another one um this is another soundtrack that i would love to showcase someday and uh i just thought that this one of all the other ones um you know it it sounded like something you would really enjoy especially with the drums and the guitar the drums the guitar that's here dude the drums are so sick there's one spot in this track that there's a really tight drum fill it's near the end yeah, it's near the end, and after yeah. that drum fill, everything, like, the rest of that part of the track is the main reason I brought it. The end of this track is so good. It's very, very <laughs> well done, yeah. I like this a lot. It seems like a game that I would be into um, in terms of just the style, the gameplay itself. Obviously, the soundtrack sounds pretty freaking dope, so it might be one I check out. I just, I don't know when if I ever do. All of the games that I brought today, with one exception, are on Steam, Um most of them are on Switch. Uh, Chia is the only one that's not on Steam yet, but they're expecting it to be soon. And a lot of them have demos. Um, several of them are like, it's, it's going to be like a $20 or less price point for pretty much all sure. these games. Yeah. Um, I think Wizard with a Gun was like 25 which was the highest I saw of any of these. Uh, and like I said, a lot of them have demos. So, you know, if you're interested, go check them out. Um, Prison City has a demo. This one has a demo. I believe Chance of Sinar might have a demo. Um, Space for the Unbound, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, go check them out. And, uh, yeah, I really, really like this one a lot. Um, looking forward to coming back and revisiting it someday. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to when you do. But that is going to take us to... Uh, it's hard for me to describe, but... <laughs> Um, we're, we're talking about Crime Busting with a Smile from a game called Paranormasite, The Seven Mysteries of Honjo. This is a Square game, and yes. it was composed by Hidenori Iwasaki, who is one of like the lesser-known Square composers, but for a long time, he was one of their big like synthesizer guys, both as a performer and like synthesizing like handwritten, hand-composed music into, you know, uh, into the, the game sound. So he was one of their tech guys for a, a long time. And then he started doing more work, you know, along the lines of uh, composing and arranging. And he has worked on the Final Fantasy um, series. He has worked on the Mana series, uh, Front Mission. Um, he was involved in Mario Sports Mix and uh, 
he's been doing a lot of stuff if you look him up on on moby games um and one of his first big breaks was vagrant story which Indeed. has a pretty legendary soundtrack it does um front mission four in particular uh is uh, pretty well known for its soundtrack he was involved in final fantasy 11 you know we talked about final fantasy 14 earlier final fantasy 11 was kind of the predecessor and so um oh also has worked on the saga games and he's been everything from uh, synthesizer operation to sound manipulator uh to uh, up, up to music director on a few different games so but that's yeah, actually really this cool soundtrack <laughs> He's just kind of so diverse with what he can do. He is. He's really kind of all over all over the place, and yet you don't hear about him among Square composers. He's not mentioned in the same breath as a lot of these guys. But this this game has probably the most diverse soundtrack. Like, and I brought some really really um you know diverse ones that I'm going to enjoy showcasing. This is probably going to be my first showcase that I put together because I, okay. I am so excited about sharing more of the soundtrack with people. Every single track is an absolute gem. Uh, it's just, it's, they're not all necessarily bangers, but they're just really, really great songs. Um, some of them are a little bit lower energy, like a couple of them are on my, my sad songs list now. Uh, but, and some of them are more higher, like frantic, but then there's a couple, uh, including this one that are just really, really cool. And the game itself is sort of a, an adventure, not really point and click, but kind of visual novel. It's 100% a visual novel. Yeah. There we go. Visual novel. Um, uh, but it's a horror game. Uh, it is psychological horror. And it's also a mystery as implied by the subtitle and it's just got such a great soundtrack i can't stress it enough it's one of my top three soundtracks front to back of the year um probably up there with if i had to just go pound for pound Baldur's gate 3 octopath traveler 2 and this one for my like top i would just listen to them all day long soundtrack to the um there are some other ones that i think i would throw on you know if i were in a certain mood but those three i could put on anytime anywhere and just listen to the whole thing and be happy no matter what i'm right so yeah this is and i think this is one of square enix's first like dives into the visual novel genre like exclusively um it's why i know of this game right because it is square enix developed and published um it will be something, just like a lot of other things that I've said, right? I have it on my list of things that, yeah, I'd love to play this when I get around to it. Because I do enjoy visual novels, and I tend to enjoy most things that Square puts out. So, And you like horror games. So. And I do like horror games. And I like killer soundtracks. Like, the trumpets mm-hmm. here, dude, they're so sick. Yeah, this this is the funkiest song I heard of everything I listened to all year. It's, it's so good. <laughs> It's, it reminds me of something that some of our favorite old composers like Asnori Mitsuza, Mitsuda or Yoko yeah. Shimomura or Hizo Koshiro would do. Like oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's up there with, with you know, um, Goji Kondo and uh, Nobuo Uematsu. I mean, this is up there with some of the best stuff I've ever heard in a video game. And there's one right after it that's a super jazzy track. There is a piano ballad that just breaks your heart. It's it's incredible. It's not a super long soundtrack. There's less than 25 tracks on the soundtrack. But oh wow, so it's not really that long at all. Yeah, it, it's really not. It's like I'm gonna get to show off a good amount of it on on my showcase, and it's man, man it's so good. My, my my biggest surprise uh, of the year, biggest pleasant surprise. So nice. Yeah, I'm gonna be curious to uh, check out more of this soundtrack because I do like what we have here. Nice jazzy feel too. Which kind of goes into the uh, track that I brought a little bit, right? In terms of the way that it sounds <laughs> with that jazzy feel with Stray Gods. Yes. Yeah. And um, Stray Gods <laughs> makes me think of um, of the last track we're going to be talking about in a minute as well. Uh, oh, 100%. <laughs> 
But but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of it for me. I'm I'm kind of I guess a couple of other honorable mentions that I I didn't already talk about, and maybe some that I did. Um, Atomic Heart, of course, we have to right. mention Atomic Heart, which um, I you, you maybe would have brought something from. Not a showcase; it was in a radio hour as well. Um, oh, it was. See, it I'm was. misremembering stuff about all kinds of stuff you did. I only brought. I think I brought like five tracks from Atomic Heart, but it was like an extended showcase inside of a radio hour at one point. Uh, potentially all yeah. of my tracks were from Atomic Heart and then like maybe even the actual mini spotlight in there as well, um, which is why maybe you thought we did a spotlight. But I've brought in all of the vocal tracks that exist within Atomic Heart and I think that's where that soundtrack shines. So that's why mm-hmm. I left that one off. Yeah, so that one was was excellent. Um, I got to shout a couple out that were um, that were recommended to me. Uh, Cassette Beasts. Uh, Kyle, Kyle loves that one. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, that's pretty. I'm pretty sure that's his soundtrack of the year. And it is fantastic. Fantastic soundtrack. Um, very easily could have brought, uh, you know, some vocals from that one. Um, let me see. Uh, World of Horror and Life on Earth Reimagined are a couple of retro style games that might actually have been in some kind of early access or something before this year, but uh, both just really strong. World of Horror, like an, it's an old eight, like 8-bit style adventure, play point-and-click type game, and then Life on Earth Reimagined, which I don't actually remember what style that was, but yeah. Um, then, uh, oh, Dave the Diver and Dredge, speaking of two, you know, water-based games. Um, Indeed. Very nice. Very nice soundtracks. A couple of bigger names that I think on a less stacked year would have been shoe in Bayonetta Origins, the Teresa and, and the whatever book, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, both Fire Emblem Engage soundtracks. almost made my list, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from series that have, you know, really great soundtracks. Um, <laughs> one that I found that actually came out this year. Nah, I'm going to save that because I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a, um, I thought I do have to give a shout out because they were a little bit better than I expected based on some of the recent outings from the series. But both Street Fighter Six and Mortal Kombat One, Mortal I thought Kombat had One has a pretty good soundtrack for what yeah. they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they fit the game really well. Yeah, they do. One that just recently came out and would have made my list if it were just a little bit longer and had a little more to it. But but I absolutely love it because I lo- I adore the music style. Uh, a Highland Story came out just this month and has a really fantastic, like, Gaelic, um, you know, that, that Scottish Highland style of, of music. A Highland song, by the way. It's just a Highland song, yes, thank you, a Highland song. And with, with a name like that, I, ha- I knew I had to check it out as soon as it dropped. So, And it lives up to it, lives up to it for sure. Now, a Highland song, funny enough, is the same team still, so it's Inkle. That's actually the Heaven's Vault team. Wow. Small <laughs> world. Um, in a different uh, timeline, that that one is on this show, hundred percent. It's very, okay. very good. That's another and game that so, I do plan to play. It's eventually. so short. It's, yeah, yeah. Same, same. Uh, looks like my kind of game too. But that's the, the soundtrack is so short that when I do the showcase, I'm not even going to have ten tracks. I don't think it's yeah, like it, it's it's really <laughs> short, but it's really good. Um, yeah, I think I've shouted out everything else. Uh, because all the rest of it wasn't technically didn't launch in twenty um twenty three, okay. but there. I mean, just looking at this list of, of soundtracks I listened to for this show, there are at least fifteen um that I will eventually showcase. Because good luck, man. It was a stacked year, dude. It was. It was a stacked year. Yeah, it was a very strong year within twenty twenty three. It's what we've kind of been talking about throughout the entirety of this year is just big game after big game dropped over in Discord and on other podcasts when we used to do them. 
um, it's been a crazy year, and I can't wait to yep. see what 2024 has in store. I don't think it's going to be nearly as big or strong as 2023 was, but there are some big games coming this year, and I'm excited to see what we get, obviously what we get to talk about. We do this at the end of every year usually, so I'll be excited when we get to do this again later in December this year. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to keep a little bit better track of the stuff that comes out, like maybe maybe do this at the end of each month so that I have <laughs> not quite as much. I just keep track of it all as, at I, one as time. I play games, really, or as I hear about them, I just I write it down. Oh, another big one that I'm interested to see if it was anywhere on your radar. Um, Atelier Rise of 3. No. Fan, dude, fantastic soundtrack. Oh, they always do. Um, but amazing, yeah. I mean, another one. you could really argue that about anything. So, like, what I yeah. try to do True. with, like the big like the big soundtracks or best things of 2023 i focus primarily on bigger things right and atelier yeah it's it's usually good but it's not something yeah. i ever consider yeah, i mean it's it's a, it's kind of on the same level uh, it's never going to win an award the for level, the music either like, well but then there's like like near automata you know um uh did near uh near or trails that i in any games come out for the first time this year no. Okay, I didn't think so. I mean, Trails uh, into think, Reverie came like, out for the first time in English this year, but mm-hmm. been I saw things like that, like and years. I saw a couple of like remakes or remasters or re-releases of some things, like they were on PS4, but now they're on PS5 or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. I also do have to give a shout out to one. It was a big surprise. It was probably, if I hadn't brought one of these, I might have brought from this game, which I never, ever thought I would say. Anybody who hasn't played it or listened to it, do yourself a favor and go check out the soundtrack to Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. I'm dead serious. Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl 2 has, if you like old Nickelodeon shows, go listen to the soundtrack. It's great. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I know we've talked about that one before, too, I think. Yeah. But now I really am done um, with my all of my other picks for what I could have brought if we had, like, 50 tracks on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't. We have 14, which means we still have one to go. Yes, and it is do. the and, oh, longest man. track of the show today, right? It's clocks in a little over nine and a half minutes long. Uh, it's, it's a I, multi-part I nine track. I more minutes of this. Oh, me too. It's a multi-part <laughs> track, right? So set up very similar in style to what we heard with Stray Gods. It is kind of in that musical vein. But what we have here, what we're going to take a listen to at the end of the show, comes to us from Alan Wake 2. And it comes to us from yep. the fictional band or fictitious band. I know fictitional is not a word, but I do like to say it. But fictitious band... It. Old Guards of Asgard, which Old Gods is a Asgard. real band. Yeah, Old Gods of Asgard, real band in the real world known as Poets of the Fall. So, Aren't they from Finland? Yeah, yeah. and cool. the which is, I think, where Remedy is also from. Like Sam Lake, I, like the guy dancing there on the screen right now over on the right-hand side. I'm so happy yeah. he's in this video because, dude, he's one of my favorite <laughs> video game developers of all time. Um, I love him. I love Remedy. I talk about that all the time. But... Um, what we have here, right, from Poets of the Fall, and the Poets of the Fall is actually five people. I think it's actually six, mm-hmm. but only wow. three of them make up Old Guards of Asgard. So the lead singer, Marco Soresto, is the guy wearing an eye patch in the music video playing the bass guitar. He doesn't normally play bass. But he is here for Old Guards of Asgard. He's normally just the lead singer. You, you keep you keep doing you keep saying Old Guards of Asgard. <laughs> old Gods of Asgard. Yeah. Um It's late, man. <laughs> it is. It's one AM now. Um Ollie But dude, Ch- yeah. He, Ollie he Tukanian job. is the lead guitarist of Poets of the Fall, and he is playing the guitar Ooh, for shredder. Old Gods of Asgard. Absolute shredder. And then Marcus Carlonen is on drums for Old Gods of Asgard, but in Poets of the Fall, he plays keyboards. So they kind of play like the the lead singer, the drummer for Old Guards of Asgard, 
they do um, play a couple different instruments than they do in Poets of the Fall. But still three of the main members, everything they touch, right? Remedy always uses these guys. They used them for Max Payne previously. They've used them in Control. They've used them in Alan Wake. So it was no surprise that they were going to come back for Alan Wake 2 and compose some banger of tracks for the soundtrack. They always do. They always put some shit like this together. But this is something special, right? Like, this is crazy. This dance that they choreographed to the song, which they did perform live at the Game Awards. A lot of people after this music video dropped were hoping they would do this entire skit live on stage. They did about half of it. So they did part one and part two of this song, but they left off from the Game Awards part three and four. It's technically a four movement song. Um, It's incredible, dude. It, it does everything we could potentially need it to do, right? It has the Broadway feel, but then there's so many moments where um, Ollie on guitar just starts absolutely killing it and shredding. <laughs> it's incredible. Nine and a half minutes of just bliss. I love it so much. This would be, if I did tracks of the year, this is my track of show. You were absolutely right. Oh, yeah. But if I did tracks yeah, of the 100%, year. 100%, you can't beat this. This would be in my top five. It's probably one of my favorite, of the year. and it might actually be my favorite video game song from this year. Like, yeah. typically, I mean, I can't. I can't Control was the same really. way, right? When that one came out, that one track from Chapter Nine of Control, which Alex Messenger also fell in love with after he played it on BG Mania, um, was like my favorite track that came out that year. It's always Remedy. It's always Poets of the Fall. Whenever they, whenever something comes out that they're just involved with, I know there's going to be something that just blows me away. It never fails. Which is why I can't say Baldur's Gate 3 is my game of the show, by the way. Which is why I can't say Baldur's Gate 3 is my game of the year. Because I haven't played Alan Wake 2 yet. Yeah, I'll give it to you, man. I mean, I I still haven't played 1. And just from, from what little I've heard of it, uh, it it's one that I, I'm close to checking out. Um, I just it's, it's perpetually on my list, but I just haven't gotten around to it. But the music is fantastic. Uh, Always is. These guys are, these guys are just amazing. Poets of the Fall. Um, old gods of Asgard. I mean, and this video. It's so good. Do yourself a favor, everybody. Go to your nearest computer. There's no spoilers in, in terms of in terms uh, of like yeah, game content. No spoilers yeah. at all. Yeah, um, Zanku, when when you when you get a chance to pull over and watch this this video, the only video I've music video I've seen uh, on on YouTube that comes close to this. <laughs> If anybody out there has not discovered this yet, even though it's, uh, gosh, almost 10 years old now, Rob Cantor's song, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, that's the only video I've ever seen that comes close to anything like this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a perfect way to close out the show for the best it stuff is. of 2023. It's the it perfect is. way to close it out. This could, I mean, if this were number one on anybody's list of top songs of 2023, especially in video games, I wouldn't, wouldn't bat an eye. By the way, this movement we're hearing now, Movement 3, favorite part of this song. I love this so much, dude. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. All right. Well, I think that <sighs> might bring us to the close. I think finally. it is, man. I don't have anything to plug because I don't have anything to know what's going on right now except for whatever we end up calling this this bonus segment, which we've been talking as the music's been on. You, you may have already heard one, you know, by the time this drops. Yeah, so. it's potential, depending on how know. long this takes to post. Yeah. May have already made that episode there. That series may have already started. Yeah. Yep. So. I mean, uh, who knows? Uh, maybe everything I said about paranormal sites, you know, you guys already know by now. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I might go ahead and wait and save that one until after this drops. That's fair. But yeah. 
All right. I'm going to let but, you talk. I'm good, man. Uh, that'll unfortunately bring us to the close of the show for this week, then, or just the close of the show for today. We do want to thank you for taking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania, made possible, of course, by RPGera.com, which actually doesn't exist anymore, so I should probably change that. If you like video game music, and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow the show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of the show today, right? Our spotlight on 2023, best things that we found, best video games, music from 2023. We're going to be taking a listen to Herald of Darkness from Alan Wake 2. This again released on October 27th of 2023, and it was composed by the band Poets of the Fall. In game, they're known as Old Gods of Asgard. And this features Matthew Peretta, David Harwood, and Sam Lake, on bonus vocals, right? Some of the characters that you hear throughout the song. But that's going to do it. Keep the music playing and keep it loud. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Our guest tonight is Alan Wick. This time he wanted to do something a little different. A deep dive into who he is as an artist and as a man. Where he comes from, where he draws his inspiration what demons he wrestles with in the dark hours of the night. Together with our houseman, the divine old gods of Asgard, we have created something very special. The song is called Herald of Darkness, but I like to call this next segment the story of the journey of Alan Wake, the musical. We just do what we always do. We'll chat, but instead of talking, we'll sing it. I gathered you grew up nice and sheltered with mama's pretty stories and your own made up fury. And mama gave me a magic clicker. Well, yes, I think it's true and fair to say. Come on in the listen. Yeah. 
Killers of hard-boiled killers became bestsellers. It was all too much. I had to get away.
dark place am I trapped in here? Is this real? I cannot remember. There was a manuscript that held a key. A vicious cycle I must not surrender to. Echo seems to seek out again and again until I figure it out to bring this song to its end. 